Welcome to the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you manage your money better, invest wisely, retire early, and grow your wealth for you and your family and live your best life. My name is Tony Thomas, Charter Financial Planner, Pension Specialist, and Money Coach. I've advised thousands of people over the last 30 years. I'm going to share with you real life stories and everything that you need to know to build a financially secure future and a great lifestyle. If you enjoy the podcast, then feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Tory Talks Wealth Podcast. I'm joined today by Elle Edwards. So Elle, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Elle is the founder of the Itchy Soul Playground and Yuya Media, which has been set up to help people have fun again, to embrace who they are and live the incredible life that they were born to live. Elle, you've described yourself as the irreplaceable or irrepressible silver lining spotter with a compulsion to say the stuff that most people only think in their heads. So Elle... I'm sure my listeners will be fascinated to hear your story and why you set up Nietzsche Soul Playground and Yuya Media Business to support others through the community to live better lives. I'm sure they will be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly am, so... Yeah, it might, the whole thing behind Yuya, so Yuya Media is my publishing company uh, and then the Yuya is the main site that houses, houses the playground. But my whole, my whole journey to where we are today is actually part of my story. And so the, my motivation, the reason why I'm so passionate about doing what I do now is because I remember still very, very clearly how miserable and grumpy I was in my mid-20s. I, I always wanted to just fall in love, get married, have children. And by my mid-20s, I had that. I had an amazing husband. He's, we've been married nearly 21 years. I had everything I ever wanted, and I was miserable. Inside, I'm very fortunate that none of my children, who are now teenagers, nor my husband, really remember me as this grumpy, frustrated. But I still remember this feeling of anger deep inside of me and getting so pent up with rage sometimes. I did a great job of playing pretend. They don't remember. But so frustrated. And then I, I had, really, this is really random. I happened upon a Bible weight loss course. I'm a bit of a curvy girl. I always have been. And through a series of coincidences, God incidences, God gave me this, this picture of just how loved I am. And I came to the conclusion, do you know what? If God loves me as I am, then I can stop trying to play pretend. And I can stop because the reason I was so miserable is I was trying to fit into this picture of what this perfect ideal mum should be. You know, I put so much pressure on myself and I'm not really very good at being normal. I, you know, I'm, I'm quite scatty. I forget things. I have great systems in place now, but I was really frustrated. Uh, and so... Little by little, God did a bit of a number on me. And it's been a journey. Like I say, my, my youngest is now 14. So it must have been about 12 years ago this started. But little by little, uh, I've been embracing who I am. Uh, and so now my real joy and delight is to, to encourage other people to do that. And it is a journey. But I think, I mean, not every single... If I'd have gone to the doctors at that point, they probably would have given me a tablet and told me I was depressed. Now, I'm not suggesting... Yeah that every single person who struggles with depression and anxiety, I'm not saying this for everybody. I know there are people who do need medical intervention, but I think as well, there are a lot of us, a lot of people out there walking around with labels, either ones that they've given themselves thanks to Google or ones they've had from the doctor that if they actually just said, do you know what? I'm going to strip back all of this stuff. I'm going to just 
you know, all those pressures we put on ourselves, the societal expectations, and just be me, like, who am I? I think we would actually eradicate an awful lot of the, the mental health problems that we do have. What did your family think of uh, you at that stage? Because did they see that uh, the same uh, person that you saw, that grumpy person that was not trying to find yourself, I guess? So. I, funnily enough, I asked my, my I'm, I'm the eldest of six children, and the, the next, my sister down, I remember when I was pregnant with my eldest, flying into rage and I don't remember why but it was triggered for some reason by her arriving with her wedding photos mm. and I remember distinctly my mum saying look calm down Eleanor because L is short for Eleanor I know, she, yes. yeah <laughs> she's the only one who calls me Eleanor oh, and the people in the bank probably do or too. when you've done something wrong oh yes that happens too yeah. Eleanor mind to do when I've done something wrong Tony. yeah it's like but she said to me Eleanor you have to calm down or you're going to damage the baby now, I remember that really clearly, but I don't. I asked her, my sister afterwards, years later, do you remember that? She said, no, not really. So I don't know. I think they recognised that I would I would be quite, I was very thin-skinned, shall we say, yeah. that I would get quite temperamental. And i got to be transparent, even now, I don't particularly like change. So if somebody just suddenly tells me, well, this is what we're going to do, I'm like, well, hold on a minute. Like, have you asked me if what... So, because... My mum said that a few weeks ago. She said, yeah, you are quite chilled out, but I still wouldn't just tell you what to do. I'd still like engage you in conversation instead. I said, yeah, that's reasonable. So I think they remember bits of it, but I don't, I don't remember. They certainly wouldn't have been brave enough to call me out on it if, if they do. Because <laughs> honestly, there was times when I was really yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think sometimes is that we don't recognise certain things about ourselves, whether others do, mm. and the other way around. As you mentioned, sometimes we are great at hiding things. Yeah. And the way that we really feel, which is not good for us as individuals, it's just our perception. Sometimes it, we can work both ways. Definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and I think, I think we're sort of almost like taught that we have to show up this certain way. And like, I love social media for the people I've met. And I'm yeah. a complete geek. I do believe I was born for the internet. Like, it, I, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> but at the same time, one of my bugbears with social media is even when... You know, people, we, we go, like, authenticity is like a buzzword, yeah. you know, particularly in business. Oh, we're going to be authentic. But have you ever considered that even when people are being authentic, they're still filtering how much mess they show you, you know? And so then we think, oh, my word, they're being real. And look, their mess is nowhere near as messy as my mess. And then we spiral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's this quote, I, I should write it, Marcus Buckingham. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> so if I say, thank you, God. There's a quote that he says is we should stop comparing our backstage areas to everybody else's front of house. And I think that's yeah. so, I love that quote because yeah. it reminds me, you know, we only, we only, you know, how much mess there is in your head. Like yeah. only I know how much mess there is in my head. And so if we stop comparing our mess to what we see of everybody else, I think we'd be a lot healthier and, and happier as well. I think one of the worst things we can do is, is on social media doesn't help us mm. is, we see the the perfect lives or the, those snippets of people's yeah. perfect lives on the, on social media and the reality is not uh, like that but we are trying to, in our own sort of minds the dangers we are seeing why is now a life like that mm. and yeah, it and makes I, you unhappy so. oh definitely and ideally like we know logically you know and, and we've all got those certain friends who will post yeah. all of the best stuff on facebook yeah. we know we know that logically in fact one of my siblings a I mean, not so much during COVID because, you know, but like during normal life, something hasn't happened unless she's put it on Facebook and tagged me in it. 
it drives me crazy. But it's so I think we all know that logically. But I also think it's sometimes, you know, particularly if you're having a rough day or a rough moment in an otherwise fine day, yeah. it's easy to forget. And I do one of the things that I find quite challenging. Well, not challenging. I'm thankful for me and you that we didn't grow up with social media. Yeah, but absolutely. as but parenting teenagers through it, yeah. I mean, I don't envy them at all. It's it's a it's a real challenge for them. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, well, I've, I've got a granddaughter, so it's and she's uh, constantly on a mobile yeah. phone, etc. So it's it's I think it takes away a lot of the communication skills that we all need in in uh, adult life. Yeah. So it's so it's pluses and minuses, I think, with social media. So definitely, but I think probably some of the skills, like us as the oldies, we you know they probably have different skills and they just use them. That's my hope. Ever the optimist, you know, silver lining spotter. My hope is that yes, they are doing life. They communicate differently, but let's hope that you know the work because the world is always changing and adjusting, course, isn't yes. it? So that's my hope. <laughs> I I like to believe the same as well. If this is just another evolution in terms of us as human beings. And uh, this is obviously within a technology technology age, and therefore, as a result of that, obviously, uh, people are going to use that in different uh, work means. And at this moment in time, social media is the way that we communicate. Yeah, I do think this as well. I don't know if you've noticed this with the people you speak to, but I get the sense that there is a bit of a swing back to what they've called old-fashioned values. Like, I don't remember, I'm I'm too young to remember, like, the little, I remember the corner shop, and I remember, but I don't remember, like, greengrocers very clearly. And I think we did have a greengrocers on the shop, that I, the street that I lived on as a kid, but I only really remember supermarkets. But I do, I do see a bit of a swing back to, you know, conversation, like getting to know people, kindness and all that sort of thing. You know, but what my biggest bugbear is when people are going walking down the street and they're doing this on their yes. phones. Yeah. You know that uh, I want to walk into them just to make them look up, but I don't because <laughs> that wouldn't be kind. <laughs> or trip them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feel immediate, I don't know. But it, it does remind me. Do you remember in the eighties, everybody? Because I do remember that. Like we all had, we had the big headphones and we had the Walkmans. It's yeah. a bit like that almost now. Everybody's plugged in all the time. Albeit yeah. it was Walkmans then, and now of course it's. I'm sure my age. I do remember the corner shop. I do remember the grocers down down the road. So yeah, I do vaguely. I do vaguely. <laughs> I remember the uh, the groceries being delivered on a bicycle with a basket. Oh wow! That's that. Uh, that's my probably my oldest memory as a as a child. So oh wow! Um, so tell me, so you've obviously you went through this yourself in terms of you know being grumpy, trying to discover yourself, etc. So. How have you transitioned from that to where also starting your business? Oh, that's a good question. It's been a journey. Let's just say that. Round about the same time, so a bit of context. Around about in, in fact, I remember when it was, 2010, our, our church set up a charity called Give a Brick. And at the time, and there is a reason for this, I'll get there in a sec. <laughs> we needed to raise £100,000 to build a community centre at the back of the church. And everyone was like, oh, £100,000, that's loads. And I was like, well, it is, but all we need is 100,000 people to give us a pound, hence give a brick. Yeah. So then we thought, well, how are we going to find 100,000 people? And in 2010, at the start of 2010, I fell into this world of blogging and Twitter and personal development. Yeah. And so that really, I didn't know it at the time, but that was actually the start of my entrepreneurial journey. And I, because I found all these people were doing stuff that they loved in their pajamas and they were setting their own schedules. And I'm, I'm a qualified teacher. And at the time I was doing supply teaching to fit in with my 
my husband's shifts and I was it was you know we, we'd made that decision as parents yeah, that yeah. one of us would be home yeah. but it was rough like I remember in, when my eldest was little we'd meet in a car park halfway between his police station and where I'd been teaching and hand the baby over. over yeah we would because he'd be on he'd have been done doing yeah. going off to do a night shift you know so I was I'd always been I've always been quite entrepreneurial like I remember I'm the one who when I was doing teaching practice they'd get me selling the raffle ticket but it, it wasn't really until I fell into this world and discovered that, oh, the internet's used for this sort of stuff. And it was part of the journey. And so I went around in circles, I think in about 2011, early 2012, of thing finding. Oh, what's my thing? Because all these people, you know, we're told we need a niche, we need a thing. And I spent ages navel gazing, going around in circles. But little did I know at the same time, learning loads of tech skills. So like, complete geek I built the website for give a brick I was learning twitter and all of this blogging all this sort of stuff I reached a point at some point in 2012 where I said you know what I am so done with trying to find my thing I'm just going to be me and use all these crazy tech skills to help yeah. other people and so that's yeah. what I did and so I launched my VA business and it was all going really well it was lovely building itself etc but something was niggling at me uh, and I would maintain it was god like I think you know something but you haven't got to use the name God if you don't want to. It's ultimately, right, these things that are that keep coming back to us, they they those they are clues to who it is, is that we yeah, actually no, are. I, I believe that too. So. Yeah, so, they, they, so we pay attention to those. And yeah. a few times I've gone, like, like I thought, for example, that, it, okay, I'm getting niggled to write fiction. So eventually I went off and wrote like five, six fiction novels. Or But then it's still, no, no, it kept coming back. And so it... I grew as a person exploring who I am and at the same time grew into this role of, oh, there's other people that need this too. And it just kept coming back as a niggle. And the Itchy Soul Playground as it is today, I think, I can't remember the year, but it has had different names over the years. I've tried. Well, well I like the present ones. Well, very <laughs> the, much. The present one is, well, I was going to say Itchy, but it's catchy, isn't it? So it's, Thank you. It's well, catchy, so it's rem uh, you will remember that name. But it's actually it's actually a clean version of what would, would I wanted to call the G spot. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> but it is because it all started with this idea that we, this niggle that we have inside of us that I think is like we talk about being God yeah. niggling at us. Yeah. I think that's partly God niggling at us to do relationship and partly God niggling at us. Well, look, I've got this stuff that you can play with, and so I wanted to call it the G spot. But of course. <laughs> You know, I couldn't have a website, thegspot.com, really. And so I remember having a conversation and explaining it. And someone went, oh, what about the itchy soul? I'm like, oh, I like that. And so that name came up years ago. And actually, one of my fiction books is called The Itchy Soul. And so it's fascinating to me how these different names, like I've got a podcast called Heaven and Hell. That name was given to yeah, me. Yeah, I, like, I like that one too, so. But that was given yeah, to me yeah. in, on Twitter in about 2011. It's fascinating how all these names and these strands that they all weave together and they're finally like coming yeah to but all of a sudden they just click don't they they click oh yeah you know definitely right. so you have definitely. that get, you, well whatever that is but you have that sort of get feeling that it's right yeah and so i so for me it was it's been a journey i'll be quite yeah. transparent and i and, and if it had been successful and it's different iterations then it wouldn't have been the business it is today because i'm not the person now that i was then and so I'm a big believer, like I know people listening uh, to this, some of them are business folks. Yeah. I'm somebody who does not really believe in overnight success stories. I know we, we love them, but I'm one of these people actually that sees life as a journey and it all feeds into it. I had a guy on the phone about a month ago who told me that, if, well, you've been doing this for eight years, but you might as well go and give up and get a job. I'm like, well, thanks very much for that piece of information. Bye. Um, because he doesn't know me and doesn't know my journey. 
And, you know, okay, I respect your opinion. Thank you for the feedback. But no, I, I personally believe that those things that are niggling at us, there's a time and a purpose for these things. And it, I, 2021, you can check back with me in December, Tony, but 2021 is the year of the Itchy Soul Playground and New Year. I do see, I see, because ultimately I think everybody needs to be themselves. And I see this being really important for folks. And so I can't remember what the question was originally, but it's a, it, the Yubia piece is definitely a journey. In life, again, this is my experience uh, mm. to share as well. So you can pretend to be somebody else for short bursts of time. And you might get away with it, but the real you will come through. Mm. And for most of us, the real you is somebody worth being and other people are going to love the real you so mm. why are you trying to hide that when with all things in life is that some people are going to resonate with you and be drawn to you for being you and mm. other people then are not going to like you or you repel them but that's life definitely you're far better off attracting the people that uh, are attracted to you the real you than the, 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 the you that you may be trying to pretend to keep them happy or be something that you think that the, they want you to be. Definitely. And we have this idea that we have to like, everybody has to like us, yeah? But, I, but my, my two analogies for this is, is beige magnolia, that's the one, magnolia paint and yeah. vanilla ice cream. Okay. Now, if you ask anybody what their favourite flavour of ice cream is, they might say, oh yeah, the vanilla with the Mag is it Madagascan little bits yeah, of them. Yeah. But nobody says vanilla. No. Nobody loves and is passionate about plain old cheapy vanilla, you know? And it's the same with us as well, like what you just said. You know, nobody, I don't want to be vanilla. Oh, that's really boring. Oh, dear, dear me. You know, we want we want to be people who, who are fully alive and fully human and doing the stuff that lights us up. And like you say, the, the right people will, for that, that would be magical. There are people who don't like me. I've had people who've actually told me, sorry, Elle, I gotta be honest, you intimidate me a little bit. You're a little bit too much. I'm like, that's fine. I said, if you actually get to know me, I'm a really good listener. Don't, you know, I know I'm noisy. I know I'm quite loud, but actually there is more to me than just this, you know? But, and, and, so for, and, I, and I'm quite open about that. And sometimes people are like, oh, okay, you know, but other times they're like, no, no, I just can't cope with too much, which is fine. I can live with that. That's walks of life. It's, it's as simple as that. So I think sometimes Definitely. we also uh, worry too much about what other people think. And, you know, that's part of, uh, obviously, something you mentioned in your community. Mm. So, so tell me, in terms of the, the, also the business you run to support others, how, how does that, work because I can see it online that you've got quite a community there mm -hmm. so how have you attracted those people in the first place and then once obviously they're in your community what sort of steps or process or learnings do you provide for them so, so I'll be quite transparent we are still quite teeny tiny and small so yeah. at the moment we are, we are it's it's wonderful to me I'm re I am really blessed and, and honored okay the ladies it's not just for for ladies there's men as well it's open to men as well it's just that I tend to attract ladies yeah. at the moment anyway and so the ladies who are in there at the moment many of them have been around through all those different iterations and, and it, it's so it, and they're so delightful to me because when we tweak and adjust and grow they're growing with me and it's just an honor but in, so in, but in moving forward, so one of the things, things like this, you, you talk about how do we find people. Yeah. Getting to talk to folks like you is how I, like I did I, back at the start of May, I said to God, okay, I'd like to do this with the playground. I'd like to actually do this work and it, it 
and you know grow it in the way that you've said we're going to what does that look like and he said go on podcasts he said relaunch relaunch your podcast you know the heaven and hell podcast yeah. we're also doing and i do it live on facebook first thing in the morning on a, and then it goes out to all the places he also said we're going to do a community love story so i've got stories from other people which they then share to their platforms so right now at the time of recording a lot of the how do i how do people find me piece is about putting out okay so yeah putting stuff out there but actually the the precursor piece to this is to find out who you are because i maintain there's all these questionnaires you know there's this gift and there's the strength finders yeah. and in Christian circles, we have these gifts and there's things on Facebook, which Harry Potter character. Might. We all want to know who we are, yeah. but it all, for me, I maintain that it starts with knowing whose you are. And so that's the purpose for the podcast is sharing love stories. Okay. I, I didn't know this until literally about six months ago, but God tells me stories. And then I've been doing it for years. Something would happen in day-to-day -day life. And I'd share that story and there'd be like a takeaway or a lesson to learn. Or here's the thing you need to know. About six months ago, God said, you know, that's been me this whole time. I'm like, really? He went, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So now that I intentionally recognize that, something will happen. Like the other day, I tried to sign up for LinkedIn again. It was all in German. Like I don't speak German. It was, I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't work out why. And it kept happening. I think, okay, God, is there a story here? He said, well, funny, you should ask. Yes, there is. I went, okay, what's the story? He went, boom, 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 boom. And I then told that story the next day in the podcast. And so they're all like little love stories of things that are happening. Because my real heart and passion is even if somebody never joins the Itchy Soul Playground, for me, it's all about giving people that fresh new awareness of God's love. And this is a bigger conversation for another time. And yeah, it probably okay. isn't. But I fully may, except to say that I'm, I maintain that over the years, the, we've done a really bad job of representing God is all I'm going to say on that one. And so I'm here. I share these little love stories through day to day happenings and people enjoy them. And it go, they go they some of them. I mean, the people that don't like it, don't like it. That's fine. Um, they haven't got to stay. And then for some of them who, who they get it. Oh, yeah, I know. Lady in the playground, she gave me this quote. She said, OK, I know whose I am. Now I'm ready to find out who I am. Because unless you know and can be confident and content in that relationship with God. But what we do in the playground, we say, OK, God, I've got lots of teaching and training in there about like how to figure out who you are. Who does God say you are? and All that sort of stuff. But you can't do that process with God unless you actually feel like you are loved and you can trust him. Now, there'd be no good me saying to somebody who doesn't believe in God, go and ask God who, who he says you should be. Yeah, the yeah. quote. So this yeah. late, the lady in the playground, she said, and now I know whose I am. I can figure out who I am. And so that's what, that's what all the training is for. But what I can't say to somebody who doesn't believe in God, oh, go and ask God who you should be. Because they'd be like, well, what are you on about? I don't even believe he exists. It's nonsense, isn't it? And so for the, for the ideal people and the people that really resonate with it, the love stories are like the introductory piece. And for okay. some people, that might be the only way to help them. And if all I do is introduce them to a new picture of God's love, yeah. I've made my day. Like, I'm absolutely content with that. But then for the people who are ready to go deeper, that's when we do community. Okay. Uh, and so there's, there's, there's training in there. There's video trainings. We've got, there's a couple of, there's loads of different bits and pieces, which I won't. But give record. me an example of what they are. Though. What okay. So there's, there's a, there's a course, which um, God had me create last year called you, your dreams. And he's got a great sense of humor. I had lockdown hair. I'd cut my own hair. And I, I was looking at it a few months, a few weeks ago. Can I re-record this God? Cause look at my hair. He's like, no, no, don't be so ridiculous. So I didn't. So you, you, your dreams is for those people who have got this thing that's niggling at them. They're like itchy. Oh, God's calling me to do stuff. How do I make that happen? 
And so that's what UE Dreams is for. It alternates between, I think they put this 12, get 12 uh, lessons in there. Lessons is a boring word, games, 12 games okay. in there. And we alternate between, okay, here's a game where you explore what that niggle is. It's effectively goal setting. Let's be quite transparent. It's goal setting. And then it alternates between a lesson on goal setting. And we start with a big picture. Uh, and then it's a lesson on mental health stuff, building your resilience yep. so that while you're working on this stuff, you don't like sort of fall off the edge of the planet with like, you know, and so that's what UEA Dreams is. We've also got UEA Games, which we're actually going in and going into the Bible and going, okay, there's loads of stuff about gifts and stuff in the Bible. Who does God say I am in the Bible? And then exploring that. But the community piece for me is the real magic because it's that safe space where they can just, okay, if you're having a rough day or you're not sure, or maybe you stepped up and you, you spoke out and were more confident in something and people gave you a hard time for that, you can bring that to the community knowing that you can just be yourself. There will be occasions, I mean, at the moment we're small, so I don't think we've ever really disagreed. But I imagine as we grow, given what Christians are like, not everybody's theology is the same. My theology is fairly, mine's fairly liberal, I gotta be honest. And I know that not everyone's ever always gonna agree with me, but if they can cope with agreeing to disagree, and, go, and because for me, it's about love and Jesus. The rest of it, I'm like, I'm not gonna argue with you about baptism. And so we, but you can do that in that safe space and, and we then have monthly coaching calls as well. We get together on Zoom, ask questions, do community. It's really, it would be like, if I could have everybody come around to my house and yeah. sort of hang out here all the time, yeah. it's the closest I can do to that within the guise of, of, of the internet. Uh, yeah. Is there any plans of, uh, currently you do it over the internet through Zoom, et cetera. So is there plans to have a physical place for you to, uh, have this community as such? Well, <laughs> that's a funny, you should ask that question. There's two pieces to that. So that fiction book, The Itchy Soul, that I wrote is set in a, in a happiness retreat place. And I, one of the, one of the dreams God has given me, it's in France. My husband doesn't like to fly. We like France. And so one of the, one of the far off dreams is to have this place in France that could Retreat. host wrote, yeah, writing retreats yeah. and all that sort of thing. But also then one of my friends in the playground told me that God told her that at Pentecost 2024, I think she said, we're going to have some sort of event as well. But I, I don't know any details for either of those things. All I'm just going to say is that the answer is definitely not no. <laughs> I think it's a question of watch this place. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love people. I love getting, bringing people together and, and hosting and just having a great big time. So I think it would be marvellous. If we could persuade everybody to come to Wales, see, you know, that would be brilliant. Uh, I think. The people who haven't been to Wales would love it. Especially, yeah. Especially your part of Wales. Swansea, <laughs> so. Yeah, well, although you wouldn't <laughs> want to be in Swansea last night because if you saw the news. <laughs> I know, I did see it, yes. I saw that. Uh, we won't go into it, but I did see it, yes. Yes, it was the best good. impression, did it? So. It did not. So in, in terms of the, uh, the media side of your business, so tell me more about that because we haven't touched on that yet, really, so. Yeah, you and media then. So when I when I was scratching the itch of publishing fiction, I'm a complete. I just said to you, a complete geek, and it's wonderful the time that we live in. Like the gatekeepers are gone. Anybody can set up their own publishing company, yeah. and so I set up a publishing company called Uia Media uh, for the purposes of initially publishing just my books. And then at some point last year, God niggled me and said, you know, you could be, because it was part of my longer term dream was to have UEA Media publishing other people's books. I thought that was about four or five years in the future sometime, but no. Last year, we started publishing books. There's a lady in the playground 
And to cut a long story short, she has now a series of books. It's called And Us. So she's written, it's a compilation of, I think it's 12 or 13 people have done chapters. Anxiety in Us, Sadness in Us, Fear in Us, no, Anger in Us, sorry, is the three that have been published. And then Fear in Us is the one that comes out in June or July. Yes, because she's she's really into jinjitsu, which I don't know anything about. Is it jinjitsu? I don't know if that's the correct word, actually. If jin, I, okay, I get muddled up. One of the ones, there's one that's a little bit like kick fighting, kickboxing. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so it's not that one. It is jinjitsu. Yeah. That's fine then. <laughs> don't, uh, yeah, I know jujitsu in terms of what it is. I don't know jinjitsu. Jinjitsu is it's like, it's like it's a tool for it's a helping tool for for like mental health stuff, and they apparently. The different colours of the covers of the books, they, they mirror them. So, yeah, so to cut a long story short, yeah, UE Media currently publishes books by people within the playground. And I, my longer-term dream is to, have, to hand that all off to a team of people, quite candidly, because I, I love the idea of it being there. I also would love the idea of not being in charge of all of it. So that is eventually will be a separate thing. But it's great. I love it. It's wonderful because we get to publish books from people who otherwise you know, wouldn't necessarily get published because traditional publishers don't want to publish yeah. compilations, no. you know? So it's it's good fun. Any bestsellers in there yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at the time of recording. Uh, <laughs> I, I was speaking to uh, a lady about two or three weeks ago and she had a uh, publishing house. So she was telling me about, I won't do it today, but she was telling mm-hmm. me about all the tricks they do to get to number one on amazon and all sorts of things oh like but little so, tiny micro yeah, niches yeah, and yeah, such like yeah yeah, yeah 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 so it's uh i didn't realize that at the time but it's not quite as difficult perhaps as what we first uh, think yes that is true absolutely there's some of those niches that you can only have to sell like three copies of a book and you're like you can slip your best seller on there so yeah, yeah. but what i will say on that though because this is actually applicable to your business owners is anybody i fully maintain that Pretty much every business should have a book at least on Amazon. Yeah. Think about think of think of Amazon. It's a big, great big search engine. Think of your book as your calling card. Yeah. So actually, it doesn't really matter if you're not a bestseller. Having that book there, well, you know, you you can go on podcast say I'm the author of such and such and such. It gives you that instant credibility because well, you're an author. Because I mean, it does take work to put books together. Course, yeah, it's yeah, it's not as hard as people actually think it is. I'm just going to say it doesn't have to be, but it does give credibility. And so I would encourage you know your your audience to to think about well, where could a book fit within within what I'm doing, and what would that look like? And last tip on that: don't think of it as the one book to rule them all. Okay, this is not Tolkien. You know, with his with his one rule, one ring to rule them all. I got that quote completely wrong, but never mind. We'll just gloss over that. But you think of this as your first book because you a never start, know, isn't it? It's a start. It's a, one book is see it as a chapter. It's just one book. Definitely, one of many, hopefully. definitely. And definitely. so, are you then in a position where you can help uh, people that may be listening uh, and want to write a book? Is this something that you could offer them that type of service? Potentially, yes. So I don't, I tend to do more. I have got a, a one-on-one coaching service, which people can do separately as not part of the playground. It is also sold as an add-on to the playground. So I've done that in the past. So but my, my real sweet spot is about helping people actually get their bums in the chairs and get the work done. So, and then I don't like editing books. So I'm not, I'm not the person, what we do, I guess my real magic for anybody who's listening would be helping you get that draft written and right. then I've got contacts. Let's reach out right. to these people. 
to actually get your book edited. And then when you're done with that, yes, I can publish a book. Like I've got people that help compile it into an actual book, but it's the getting it done piece that I get most yeah. excited about. I think that's the hardest and that's the daunting thing for many people is that just getting started is a challenge in itself. And then completing that, so you say the first draft at the very least, because then it's uh, it's fine tuning, isn't it? When you come Definitely. To editing, so. Definitely. Yeah. Once you get, I mean, it's funny because we. I always, I always say this: getting the first draft done is the hardest thing you'll get done. Yeah. But you think once you're done, you'll be. It, it's not the most time-consuming. Once you get it done, actually getting the book published, it, there's always little, little extra bits you never see coming. But they're not as hard once you've got something, once you've actually got something written, because there's nothing worse, you know, I'm sure, than looking at a blank screen or, you know, oh, where am I going to start? It feels like this great big, like, yeah. looming thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that at all. Yeah. Going back to the, the playgrounds, I'm sure you've helped quite a few people, even though your group is small, but you've had people with you for a number of years, you said. So uh, without sort of uh, infringing on anybody's sort of privacy, are you able to share some of the things that people have had sort of either problems or issues with being part of that playground they've helped come to terms or solve those particular issues? Yeah, definitely. So one of the big things that happened this year during COVID, one of the one of the ladies in the playground lost her dad to COVID. And then at the same time or around the same sort of time was having problems in her marriage as well. And I remember really clearly she'd come Oh, bless it. You know, and thing is, I'm really empathetic as well. You can just feel, you know, and so it was, it's been, it's been a privilege to be with her through that. And so, because there aren't any magic solutions, sometimes it's just coming alongside people. And she's somebody who, a bit like me, is a little bit ADHD. And so at the same time as that, she was wanting to do stuff in her business. And so helping her navigate, how do I cope with all of these emotions at the same, and then there's all of this, and oh my goodness, then there's this that's been a real privilege one of our other real success stories and i'm going to name names because she's actually sharing the story of it in my podcast tomorrow okay, there's a lady called she there's like i know it doesn't well okay the tomorrow at the time of recording i know by the time this goes out it'll be an old story but she won't mind her name's amanda krill and she's she bought a building and 18 months ago she just went past this building and felt like god was saying you're going to own that building and she she lives in america and she she's on has a a passion to own and renovate this glorious old building. I mean, old for America. I yeah. don't think it's old yeah. for, for England or <laughs> Wales, but you know, uh, for, for America, it's a really old building. Well, she's bought it and she wants to create this space where local women to her can come and create their own businesses. And yeah. that really excites me because I think, wow, as a result of doing this and supporting her and being there for her, she's realizing her dreams. And look at this, she's gonna, oh, it gives me goosebumps. She's gonna help these people realize their dreams. And the ripple from that is just phenomenal to me. It blows my mind. I don't think we always understand the impact that we have on other people's lives. And mm -hmm. as you mentioned, that rippling effect is that that can ripple many, many times to, to different mm -hmm. people. So you by obviously that lady being part of your group and your playground, is going to do similar and perhaps even bigger or better things on or in America. Definitely, and I don't. I'm not naive enough to think that I'm the only reason she did that. That's it's, but it. But it's all because we put Part pressure. Of Definitely, yeah. I think we too, we put too much pressure on ourselves when we think we have to be like the one. Yeah. But actually, instead, it's all of these pieces yeah. all weaving together. And also, the thing that excites me uh, is the the generational impact. So imagine, like we've got like parents 
who do a better job embracing who they are, yeah. they then get more confident, allowing their children to be who they are made. Like I've got three well, teenagers they are now. They're all very different. I have never parented them in the same way. It would be a disaster. And I know instinct, ideally, instinctively, we know this. Sometimes it can be difficult. And so actually by helping people embrace Yuya and be who they were made to be, it like gives them a permission slip and helps them, the people around them have permission to be who they were made to be. So it, it, it is really exciting to me, those ripples. And you're right, we sometimes, probably a lot of the time, we don't see though, we won't see the actual direct impact. But yeah, you know, like for example, there's that famous, what's his face, Billy, is it Billy Graham? Who's the famous preacher that everyone knows about. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. His Sunday school teacher, the person who like helped him get to know Jesus, nobody knows his name. I mean, I'm sure his family knows his name. But like as a result of him doing his thing day to day, he made Billy Graham. And Billy Graham, I mean, I, I don't agree with all of Billy Graham's theology, but that's an aside. You can't, you can't, you've got to hand it to the man. He definitely made an impact, you know. And so we will never always see the impact that we make. It's lovely when we do get to see it. Don't get me wrong. We like that. But we shouldn't, I don't believe we should be, looking for the okay how is this going to make a difference i'd like to okay i get these nudges i act on these nudges and i just trust god to figure out the how and see it all slot together brilliant so in, in so people in terms of joining your playground in particular so can anybody join your playground have they got to have you know certain problems or issues or is it just somebody just wanting to join the community and get as much as they can out of that community without having any particular problems. Having said that, I think we've all got some form of uh, troubles that we need. We're to all a bit bonkers, uh, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's for anybody who what I describe as wanting to, to travel the narrow path. It's this idea. I this this piece we're, we're you know we're told do well in school, get a job, yeah. maybe get married. This dun 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 dun. When you want to go away from the cultural norms and the thing that we're told we should do, that's the piece that I describe as the narrow path. And so it's and, and that can get quite lonely and a little bit like oh you know on on a, on a ledge. And so it's for anybody who wants to who wants to travel that narrow path okay. and to have community. Now, yes, okay. I we we talk about God, so I imagine that if somebody is really strongly opposed to hearing the word Jesus, they're yeah. not going to like it. I'll be quite yeah. transparent. Yeah. It is more it's aimed at Jesus folk because the reason for that is I think there's too many miserable Christians in the world, and I want to help jesus folk be more lovely examples of jesus quite honestly that's my why behind all of this so the more that we can show up and be lovely and actually be delightful and who god made us to be and be that better representation but that said if somebody came and said you know what l i'm not really sure about the jesus stuff but i'm really read like would like to explore it i haven't got a problem with that we have had people in the past who had different religious beliefs shall yeah. we say yeah. and they were they were with us for a good two three years it got to the point where they said do you know what i'm finding it too difficult now to 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 switch my language around and so so they made that decision to leave which is fine but no i mean i just want to encourage anybody to be who god made them to be and who am i to say you know no to that <laughs> well to some extent it's for them to judge themselves they absolutely join the, yeah join the playground join the group and uh, see where it takes you so yeah. uh, on that point if people do uh, want to uh, know more about you and obviously the, the, your playground etc where is the best place to find the playground is at uia.com is well that's my website or uia.com forward slash join 
but I would probably be more likely to encourage people to check out some of the videos. I've got lots and lots of podcast episodes now. I'm Ms. L. Edwards on Facebook and on Instagram and now on LinkedIn too. Uh, oh yes, and on YouTube. I haven't got a fancy channel for YouTube though. I haven't got a, like a channel name because I've only got ten subscribers. <laughs> if you're, if there's ninety people out there enjoying it who want to subscribe, because once you get a hundred, you can have a fancy URL. So oh, my. Uh, the, my, the stuff I share goes out to all the different places. Uh, in fact, even on your Alexa, if you've got an Alexa-enabled device, you can get the podcast now as a smart briefing, and you can wake and up yeah. to me. Oh, yeah, there you go. go. Coming to the end now, but there's a question I like to ask all of my guests. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be my podcast asking this question because it's more around, obviously, the things I'm involved with, which is wealth, etc. But the question I want to ask you is, what does wealth mean to you? Because it means different things to different people. I'm sure it does, yeah. I, Whenever I think about wealth, I have to acknowledge that I I come to all of this from a really privileged position. You know, I have I haven't worked a full time job since the children were born. We made a we made a conscious choice as a family that we can afford to, to get by on my husband's wage. Okay. So which has allowed me to play an experiment. I yeah. obviously do earn money and, and whatever. So for me, wealth is more about having the freedom to explore who I am. But I know but I have to recognise I say that from a, a, a place of What's the word I was looking for? I used the word already. It's gone out of my head now. Privilege. That was the word I was looking for. From a place of privilege. Because it's easy for me to say, oh, I'm not actually that motivated by money. I'm not, quite honestly. For me, wealth is about getting up and, and being here for the children, teenagers now. You know, knowing that if one of them has a problem in school, they haven't got to worry about, oh, can mum and dad, can mum or dad come and pick me up? You know, it's that freedom piece for me is what, actually what wealth means. But I know that. I don't have to worry. I know that we're secure enough as a family that we can afford to put bread on the table. So I, so I think wealth is one of those funny words. And it's a great question. It's one of those funny words. It's a bit like success. It gets measured in so many different ways. Quite honestly, I would like, personally, one of my goals for this year is to earn enough money that I allow my husband to have some time to explore what it is that he's passionate about. Okay. Yeah, That's real wealth to me yeah. is to be able to, real wealth is to be able to have the, have the, the means to explore what you're excited about, those things that light you up. To me, that really is, is what wealth is about. All right. Well, that's a perfect answer. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> is it the perfect answer because it's the answer that I gave? Or is that the it's perfect, perfect answer? It's perfect because it's your answer. Well, thank you. As, as I said to you, everybody's different. And uh, it's, so what it means to you is really what matters. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I can tell you this now, is that a lot of people will resonate with what you said. Oh, that's encouraging. I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be similar to what other people feel as well. Yeah, because it's funny as business owners, we think that we're meant to have these million pound businesses and all the rest of it. But actually to run in a huge or multi-million pound, I have got no interest in that because to be quite transparent, I wouldn't want the management headaches that come with it. You know, I'm like, oh, no, I don't mind having a small team, but oh. but then that, but you have to know yourself. And that's why it comes back to being you again. Everybody's different. So it's all good. Yeah, Absolutely. I will put all the, the show notes or you are links in the show notes. So Thank if people you. want to make contact with you, then they have those links there for you. So, Elle, it's been uh, fascinating to hear your story. And I love uh, hearing about the playgrounds and also your media business. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my, my listeners will as well. So. Thank you for coming on the show. I'd like to wish you all the best in everything you do. And hopefully in 2024, you may get to have that retreat. 
Yeah, I make sure I keep you posted on that one. Because, uh, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, thank you for having me. Honestly, it's been really fun. I've had a whale of a time. All right, you take care. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find links to everything that we've discussed in the show notes. And if you'd like to know more about what I do or see more great money tips to build a secure and a happy lifestyle, then you can find all of these on my website, ttwealth.co.uk, on my YouTube channel, TTWealth. If you want to work with me, then why not book a free 30-minute call to find out how? You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also produce a bi-monthly newsletter, TT Wealth News, which contains practical money tips that is free for you to download from my website. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something that you've enjoyed and you think will benefit someone you know, then please do share with them. I'm sure they will appreciate it. So it's goodbye until next time. And remember, live for today, invest for tomorrow.